What's up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? Happy Friday night. It is five o'clock somewhere, Pacific Standard Time, your place for the unfiltered experience with myself and oh, where's Scott Goyette? Where's Scott Goyette? I fucking don't know. My guest didn't show up and Scott hasn't shown up. So ladies and gentlemen, it's the unfiltered experience with yours truly, Christopher Roush. What's up, Mary Kay? She says, happy Friday, gentlemen. Happy Friday to you, beautiful soul sister from another mister. Me and uh, Mary Kay are reading this book. When the body, the body keeps score. When the body's at the floor. When the body's at the floor. Oh. So yeah, we're reading that book. What's up, Mary Kay? Good to see you. Yeah, what a fucking crazy day. Uh, my guest has ghosted me, so I hope she's all right. Um, it's kind of crazy. She wanted to be on the show. So it uh, looks like we're going to be doing a solo show. So uh, your engagement will be definitely important in this factor. Um, and uh, my buddy is uh, texting me right now. He's like, where's the link? The link is in the same spot it always is, Scott. It's in the message. Um to you and Laura. Come on in. All right. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys for joining us here on this Friday night. We have uh, we have a, 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 an unscripted show for you guys tonight, an unfiltered show for you tonight. Um, and Scott is uh, trying to find the uh, link. So pardon me for just a second while I do this for Scott. And uh, once again, I just, yeah, just Hang on with me for just a second while we get Scott in here and uh, then we'll be able to jump into the conversation. But thank you guys for being here, whether you're live or on the replay. Uh, we appreciate you. And uh, let me just do this real quick and uh, stand by. There it is. All right. Uh, we'll send it there. Send it there. Okay. Do that again. Whoops, wrong one. Um, oh, there we go. Try that. Um, cool. Scott will be here in just a second. Uh, but thank you guys for joining us, whether you're live or on the replay. We appreciate it. And uh, yeah, Scott will be here with us in a second. What's going on with you? What's going on with you guys? Uh, did you by any chance watch any uh, TV shows this last week? Anybody watch some TV shows this week? Oh, my God. We're going to get in that. I see Scott in the background. I'm waiting for him to uh, to get his stuff all ready. He's, uh, he's fixing his hair, and he's ready to go. Ladies and gentlemen, Scott Goya. What's up, brother? What's up, brother? Hi. Good to see you. How are you? I can't hear you. Oh, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. Yeah, I was mumbling. <laughs> What's up, brother? How you doing? I can honestly say this is probably the worst week I've ever had in my entire life. So I'm Holy shit. Barely, I don't want to get into it right now. I'm going to be here for you, brother. Um, but uh, it's, uh, yeah, a lot of stuff going on. Ooh, I am sorry to hear that, but thank you for being here. Uh, as a matter of fact, our guest is a no-show. So, uh, yeah, it was kind of crazy. I'm sitting here going, well, I'm going to start the show with... Yeah, yeah I, I apologize. I must not have sent the link. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you had the comment. You Hey, here's the deal. At least you're on top of this stuff 90, 90, 99, two-thirds percent of the time. And I could have noticed an hour ago that there was no StreamYard link, but I was dealing with other shit. So when I came in in my typical three minutes before, there was no link, and I'm running around in circles. So that's on me. Um, we're gonna we're gonna let you off the hook a thousand percent every time because you do more than enough work and you're appreciated. Thank um, you, brother. I appreciate that. Um, we got uh, we got Robert in the house. 
We got Mary Kay in the house. Uh, as a, as of uh, effective um, this uh, of this broadcast, sorry, my brain is in so many different places. I'm still in Facebook jail, so we are not uh, streaming to our unfiltered group on Facebook nor my uh, Facebook page. But we got people here from YouTube, and um, we got people here from LinkedIn as well. So oh, let me breathe because our guest isn't here. So I thought what we could do is we could talk about the slap around the world. Oh, we could talk we about that. I was on a podcast earlier today. I was being interviewed for a podcast and he started off the podcast. So let's talk about this. He just rolled right into it. He's actually yeah, a, a comedian. Yeah. He's an actor. He's here in Los Angeles and had me on his show and he was talking about it. And it's such a, such a, an issue, it's such an interesting conversation to really think about. Have you, you've obviously seen it all, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, I've been part of many interesting conversations between the basketball court and the classroom, between friends. Um, and I, and I never provoked the conversation because in some ways I could give a shit, but in some ways I love, I love controversy that's showing up in the world right now because conversations are starting around it. Yep. And even though it's something that people are going, oh, it's Hollywood and whatever. And in some ways I could give a shit about the issue, like, I'm not the issue, the people doing it. I love the conversations that come yep. around it. So I'm all into jumping in this discussion and we haven't talked all day. So like always, true to form, me and you come in ad lib and this shit's real. And that's why it's the unfiltered experience. I am going to take a sip of this rum and coke because there's a place. Rum and coke, a, dude, I got Jack and coke. So this, there's a place in town that had this incredible deal where they're charging like half price for the bottles. It's there. You, am I back? It's their anniversary. So I got like a $60 bottle of rum with 30 bucks. So I'm, I'm drinking expensive rum for cheap. Am I frozen? No, I thought I thought you were frozen. It might have been me frozen, but yeah, no, you were still there. You was you were you were saying I was frozen, but I saw you moving and I was moving. And I, I was, was looking at the monitor you. too, but something was frozen. It's just fucking weird energy in the world. But yeah, I was actually I wasn't gonna Shit. have a drink, but I was like I was like today has been kind of a fucking weird day, and so I was like I'll make myself a drink, and then you're here you're having a mm -hmm. rum and coke. Usually you're having a, a gluten free beer, so I that know, must I know I, you're going through something if you're having that. I'll be honest with you. It, I, I bought the expensive stuff. It, I actually like the, um, you know, I'm not, um, I'm not about wasting money, but I'm going to invest in my alcohol. This shit is good. It's Appleton 12 years. It's really nice. It's really nice. Nice. Yeah. I haven't had, I haven't had rum in a while, but uh, yeah. Um, so yeah. So what, so what have you been hearing? I obviously uh, everybody, we're talking about the Oscar awards. We're talking about Will Smith slapping Chris Rock. And for me, when I was watching it, Scott, I, we, I, I wasn't even going to watch the Oscars. It was funny because we were scrolling through stuff and Barb goes, Oh, the Oscars are on. I'm like, Oh boy, whoop de doo. And then we that's probably on turned, right there. <laughs> yeah. We probably turned it on. I, I, we probably turned it on. I literally like 10, 15 minutes before it happened. And I was like, Oh, we're going to get to see best picture and best actor. You know, the ones that we all want to see and everything. And, and literally all the movies they were talking about, I'm like, I haven't heard about that one. I haven't heard about that one. And I wasn't even sure that Will was up for an Academy award for an Oscar. Um, and I had not seen uh, the movie. I had not seen that yet. Um, the one he was nominated for, uh, for uh, Serena Williams, and um, what was it called? I know, I know. It's the dad. It's about the dad. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's Richard or something, Sir Richard. Yeah, Richard like Williams. That. Yeah. And what's crazy is I just got done reading Will Smith's book. As you know, I've talked about it and I, and I loved the book and I felt such a connection to him that when this happened, I was sitting there on the couch, we were chilling. And then I saw that and I saw him walk up there and I thought that was a bit, that was a total comedic bit. The Oscars, the ratings have been down, everything. And I'm like, 
you know, that was a total bit. And I really actually, actually after it was over, I, we saw the, 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 the screen come up saying like, there was in our, like they were cutting out the feed and everything. Cause it was live. I came up here upstairs here to my office and I started Googling and I was like looking at it. I'm like, that was a total fake. That was a total fake. But then all of a sudden the internet just exploded. Like in Australia, like, they didn't have the, the so they said, yeah, in Japan, what saying. yeah uh -huh. of course, of course. Yeah, it was crazy. And, uh, and I was just, for me, I was just absolutely just, just blown away. And then he gets up there and accepts the award and he starts with the, I'm being called by God to be a vessel of love. And also I'm like the hypocrisy of what the fuck you just did and what you just did and set back so many different people. What have, what have been some of the conversations that you've been having? I'd be interested to hear about that. So I, you know, that I'm a big fan of the uncomfortable conversation. Like, like when, you know, somebody like throws a, a comment around, um, racism when i'm in the basketball court and it's all white guys i'm like why did you say that about the black guy and everyone's like oh shit we said it about the one guy who's gonna say something um i i love to be the the problem child of the world so i've been asking the questions because if this is what i saw at first i saw will smith trying to defend his wife probably had a little bit of shame that issues happened before with her about other things and he felt uncomfortable he's like should i've done something and he's probably had some conversations with her that Hey, we're, we're good now, you know, whatever they went through. And he probably feels like he's masculine in some sense. He's got to, he's got to protect her. And so he's probably extra sensitive. Chris Rock, on the other hand, is a comedian. And I think you throw things out there sometimes that aren't funny. And that was an amazing opportunity for, you know, uh, Will to say something that, you know, was like, Hey, that's not cool, whatever. Maybe you have some learning, you know, something come from it, but the thing I didn't see, and I talked to my good friends who are black, said, oh, shit, here we go again. Black people hitting black people. See, 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 I told you so. And I didn't even see that. So I'm in the courts talking to my buddies, and they're going, yep, the first thing I saw was Will. No, no, no. And then the next comment was, well, at least he didn't hit a white guy. You know what I mean? But. <laughs> So, but, right. but I mean, yeah, that could have been a totally different conversation. If it was white, Asian, if it wasn't just black on black guy. And I was talking with a black guy earlier about it today on his podcast. He was like very transparent. He's like, this set us back so much. Yeah, that's the, that's the comment. And so here's my thought. The rational mind at this point needs to look at two things. Emotions in the world are massively, massively, massively high, massively high. And because of that, as people are being emotional, we're relating to those people. So if I'm angry, I'm sad, I see the person's emotion, I'm like, I relate to that person. So the recipient of that Chris Rock of the anger received nothing. Everyone ran up to check on Will because of his emotions. We've got to have a, I, I think this some like I don't want to summarize this too early. Well, let's do a pre-summary. We need I just to got have some a breaking news of, though. I'll get some stuff. We need to I have a shit a shitload of grace for people because yeah, everyone's doing their best. And we're exhausted and we're just trying. Is your breaking news that your their guest is here? No, no. Oh, <laughs> I, just, I literally, I just saw it on my iPad. I've got my iPad up here as a monitor to make sure the show is running. And I just got a news thing that said, Will Smith retires. And uh, I just pulled it up from Variety. This is breaking news, ladies and gentlemen, here on The Unfiltered Experience. I feel like a news reporter. Will Smith facing possible expulsion or suspension after he assaulted Chris Rock during last Sunday night's Oscar telegas. This is from Variety, which is a well-known industry uh, publication, has instead resigned from the Academy of Motion Pictures and Arts and Sciences. Wow. 
Wow. The move comes as the actor is embroiled in the gravest crisis of his career. Thank and you. as the organization behind the Academy Awards has struggled in its attempt to deal with the fallout from the altercation. In a statement, Smith calls his actions shocking, painful, and excusable, and that he said he will accept any additional consequences by the Academy Board of Governors deems appropriate. So Boom. I, I like everything he said in there, except for, well, maybe inexcusable. I, here's the deal. Go back to that grace word because, and thank you, yeah. Mary Kay, for commenting on that because the grace to others is so super crucial right now. Uh, this was supposed to happen. The universe plugged this in for us to be in the limelight. Um, never mind the Oscars now get, you know, more opportunity to have more viewers. Screw that. The thing that matters right now is the opportunity that someone using violence because of an emotional overload and an inability to process that and someone receiving it gets less love and empathy because we're all the emotional right now. Both sides. I mean, we can go in the macro, Ukraine and Russia, like lots of emotion, lots of things going on. We can go in the micro in this little Will, Will, Will Smith incident. We can go to my own home, your own home. We're all suffering right now. So I don't want to shift the conversation fully, but how do we bring more grace to the world? How do we have more empathy for others? while still taking care of our own agency and being true to ourselves. Like I, I'm struggling with something right now, Chris, that I'll share with you, you know, that share with everybody, you know, without the details. I push the idea that we need to live for ourselves, that we need to live a full life, finding our own brilliance and sharing that with the world. But a big piece of that is the second component of what I said, sharing it with the world, find your brilliance and share it with the world. I think a lot of us are so stuck right here right now because we're reacting to so much shit that we're forgetting how to love ourselves enough to connect. And I think that was displayed by those two people right there. And even Chris Rock didn't know how to react because he's like, he's probably going, I'm a comedian. I like doing this, but shit, if I upset somebody that much, like, oh my God, like I'm sure everyone's just feeling horrible. Yeah. So Will's not a bad guy. It's not unforgivable. Chris is, is, is a good guy. I mean, Christ, for all the th stupid things I've said in my life, I should be smacked a lot. I should be, <laughs> I, I should just be on I'd be, I'd my ass kicked. Chris, I should be on rapid fire, just smacking. I should just, I should just put my face out and just be smacked left and right for, I don't know, not all Sunday. Um, but I don't see myself as a bad person because I grow in every experience and move forward. So what do we do collectively? What individual actions can we take to be more graceful for self and others, to be more empathetic, to be more loving, and even not judge either one of them. Shit. I mean, like, what's 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 Will Smith been going through? What's his wife been going through? What's Chris? Rock? I mean, do you know how hard it is to get on stage in front of all those people and maintain your funniness while trying to be edgy and, and like borderline everything? I mean, shit, dude. That's it's a human being that we want to be entertained by, and then we draw a line and say not funny anymore. It's like, come on, dude. Like, no one's an asshole. Do you think that's, that's actually an excellent point? I've had, I didn't get a chance to ask this to the guy that I talked to before, but should there be boundaries in comedy? Because somebody was telling me, like, when you go on the Oscar Awards, that should not be a roast. That should not be a point where you make fun of the people in the audience. But to, to Kimbrough's comment earlier, he's a comedian. He says the Oscars have been built around that, like coming out and and and, and kind of roasting the, the the award nominees and people taking it. There's so many different ways they could have handled it, but do you think there should be boundaries with comedy in specific situations? Or is it a matter of, I'm a comedian, I'm making a fucking joke, 
cut me some fucking slack. Don't come up here and smack me because you don't like it. And yeah, I could just, I, I keep thinking about, you know, Connor McGregor sitting in a comedy club one night and somebody comes out and makes a joke of him and he goes up there and fucking cold cocks the guy. Chris, you know? your, your, your question that you just asked, and they're always awesome. And this is the thing I love about you most is you're, you're very inquisitive and you ask great questions. Thank you. It's the perfect question. And the only question that really needs to be asked tonight, boundaries, mm -hmm. the container boundaries. It couldn't be more apropos. It's so fucking perfect. You know, when I'm like, beat up i start saying fucking like i don't even say that as much as you the do. boston you could get the boston and i know but um but uh, but i'll say this i i it's it's amazing how the universe plugs these things in at the right time here's my thought of existence i used to think freedom and i used to think that pure infinite growth and our infinite capacity came with no limits so there's no boundaries there's no container right i actually have recently and this is why we love each other, man, because, you know, you grow, you, you learn. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. One of the most beautiful things in the world you can put is boundaries in container. And, and I think that the, your, to answer your question is yes, 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 and yes. And I mean, here's the deal. Right now, let's just say this. Let's say I can say anything I want and I've got freedom. There's so many potentials for error in that because we, first of all, think of this. Go back to things you've mentioned, reticular activating system. If I can only manage five things at one time, if you give me limitless possibility to say, I'm going to say something stupid eventually, and okay. then there's going to be reciprocation. So what if we just create boundaries, not for anything else, but to protect ourselves? We're humans in this human experience with limited capacity to always be thinking correctly. So why wouldn't we reduce the mistakes through a few rules? And I know a lot of people like, freedom, no, no. I was right. wrong. I was wrong. I think one of the most beautiful things we can do is create boundaries. I think have those boundaries, rehearse it. I don't think rehearsal sounds stupid. I would have disagreed with this at 20. I think the most beautiful thing we can do is have those boundaries, create that. And in that beautiful container, say things within limits. And this sounds so weird to me because that's what creates unlimited potential. You create those limits. So we express things and the unlimited content potential comes from us protecting ourselves from ourselves yeah i think i think we do i think it comes back down to and we talked about it on the show is having your own personal set of values and, and your own personal set of moral conduct that you will and will not yeah. do i mean i know for me i used to joke around with my friends all the time and like pick on them and you're this and you're that and i stopped doing that years and years ago because i found that number one there's there's always a little bit of truth in, in the joke and i found out that my sense of humor would would divulge into a spot that it would make the other person feel bad we would we would be joking back and forth and i would find a way to like center punch them and make them and like get the get the last word but i found that the last word wasn't wasn't funny it was hurtful and so for me and my own comedy ribbing with my friends and you know with you I, I i i took a big step back on that because i'm like okay am i trying to be funny or am i trying to put that person a little bit below me in some sort of honest fashion like okay i'm more superior than you you're playing that one upsmanship for me so for me i think that there should be certain boundaries in comedy with like the, the academy awards and maybe not doing that but at the same time once we start doing that, then where does that stop? And then all of a sudden, you know, you got, okay, we can't say this at school. We can't say this at work. We can't. So then it's like, so I'm so conflicted in that. And I think um, mm. somebody said here, um, uh, I think it was, uh, yeah, uh, um, Robert, I'm so used to seeing Robert's name. Robert says, and perhaps there should be a review of acceptable audience behavior at comedy clubs for all. I mean, that, that starts getting into some crazy, crazy territory. Um, I'm trying to catch some of these comments. Uh, What's up, Ben? Um, 
Yeah, we got Ben in the house. Uh, he says, this is crazy too. He says, not 100% confirmed, but it's reported Will Smith is suffering from aphasia, which is oh, what Bruce Willis, Willis. Just, mm. Bruce Willis just came out yesterday and said that. That is pretty crazy. I don't, I don't necessarily see that. Um, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody starts using labels to try to excuse, you know, but they're at the same time, this could be totally, totally true and totally out of character. That's, that was the thing for me is after reading his book and feeling that connection to him and, and, and knowing that you can take the bigger road and everything that he's worked for in his entire life up to this point, And he goes up and screws the pooch like so hard and then gets up there and, and says, he's a vessel for God and, and love and everything. And doesn't barely thank anybody who's involved with the film that got him up on that podium. He could have done things so many different ways but for me like you said the beautiful thing is that people are talking about it now and people are having the conversations and saying okay and then even to the added fact of that for me it was like okay the shit was done now now you have a greater responsibility you have a greater opportunity to come out next the next day and go wow guys and come on instagram or come on something and go wow guys i really fucked up you know here's what i'm going to do to make it up and here's what you know i'm going to i'm going to invest money in inner city communication and youth and make sure this doesn't tarnish you know the black on black community whatever whatever it might be he had an opportunity to come out there and, and right this wrong and the further he now he's like now he's like okay i'm just gonna i'm gonna do this i'm just gonna withdraw that for me is a more concerning message of what that sends to everybody else you know what do you think about that so so that's a beautiful point too and this is something i did to michael jordan years ago i used to say how are you selling all these sneakers from sweatshops in china making all this money and kids are literally killing themselves for your school you know your shoes in new york chicago and boston and it's literally happening every week somebody's like beating up some kid at school and stabbing a kid to steal his shoes and you're saying nothing and you're never stepping out and i was just like i went from the, I, here's the deal best basketball player ever played lost a lot of opportunities but here's the thing we're we're coming and this is this is one of the hardest things and you and i talk about this all the time and i'll pinpoint you know a certain person like that person disgusts me or upsets me and they have such an opportunity and you know the people i'm talking about and it, and it kills me because they have followings michael jordan is a basketball player didn't sign up for that you know will smith is an actor who you know we we say they signed up for that but they didn't they said i'm going to acting school not school to be the limelight and a hero for somebody and a role model and so for so long, they go without making a mistake. I mean, Chris, if you or I had our whole lives documented, how many times we've been kicked out of the world already? You know, they've been being it. So I, I just think it's unfortunate the way it played out. And I think it sucks. But I think mental health, emotional management, all the things that are incorporated here right now, I think it's it's sad. And it's a beautiful opportunity for us to say, what are they doing in front of us that we can do differently and have this conversation? And I, I really have no issues with either one of them. I have an issue yeah. with the violence, of course, but I, I love the fact that it happened and I'm not mad at him for not saying anything. Cause imagine what's in his mind right now. If he can't oh, even geez. get up to speak, if, if a guy of that stature with all the people in his ear saying, here's your opportunity is not acting on it. What the fuck is going on? And then ask yourself this, your, your friend, your family member, the person who's like, you didn't even respond to that. What the fuck is going on? They're human beings, dude. We're all human beings. And so go back to the way we met each other. It's fucking love, dude. It's fucking love. The more we love these people and help them heal. What a beautiful opportunity. Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel good because we're in the chaos and the mess, but shit, this is a good opportunity. 
No, no. And, and, and to some of the people's points, I've seen it in the comments right here. The thing for me is like, okay, where was his mindset before the show? And thinking about okay on the car ride over maybe mm. maybe jada tried on a hundred wigs and was like okay i'm gonna wear a wig and he's exactly. like no baby, you, you can you, you look great like that and you know and, and 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 what what was the preemptive talk and then all of a sudden to have that happen there was so many there's so many different aspects to look at it like he laughs and then all of a sudden he looks over her and she's like fuck the fuck off and for me i was like if you're jada pinkett smith i mean she's a lead singer a heavy metal band she can hold her hold her own she could have stood up and went thank you chris I am GI Jane, you know, she's built and, and Kimbro, the, the guy that I was talking to earlier, he said that was a compliment, you know, referring to you to somebody who could like, easily have been taken like that. A strong yeah. female figure, a strong, like, but Fucking the problem is, like you said, what, what led up to it? But I, I, I think the whole marriage has been in the in the in the spotlight, you yes. know, the open related. There's been a lot of fucking ridicule. That's their private life. And they're just getting bombarded. God knows what even happened before that. But still for me, it's inexcusable. It's it's it. I understand it. And I'm, and, and in a way, I'm glad it happened because now the bigger picture for me is the aspect of mental health. Right. You could be mm. on top of the world. And like Denzel Washington said, be careful when you're on the top of the world. I thought it was a brilliant quote. When you're on top of the world, that's when your demons come for you the most or something like that. Um, I'm paraphrasing. But, but you're on me, point. After reading his book and knowing everything he went through and everything he was trying to prove and then coming to the realization he doesn't have to prove anything that it is about love, like he was saying in his acceptance speech. That was so just I, I I still in my brain want to say it's a it's a bit. I'm waiting for somebody to come out and go, April Fools. But you know, people have said that it was actually a slap and it was all confirmed. The LAPD was there, it was just like when the academy, one of the academy producers was on Good Morning America or something like that and talking about it. But at least now people can sit there and say it's not. It's not exclusive. It's not because you're poor. It's not because you came from a bad family. It's not because all these different things that mental health is a topic of conversation for all of us. And I'm reading this book right now. Um, little plug, actually, Mary Kay and I are reading it. The body keeps score. And yeah, in this, it talks about, about it says the brain, mind, the brain, mighty brain, I can't fucking talk brain, mind and body in the healing of trauma and how a lot of this stuff is stored in our DNA and our, in our cellular level that can come up and trigger situations like that. And I know that Chris had been accused of, you know, jabbing at Jada before when she boycotted the uh, 2016 Oscars because there wasn't enough African-American representation in there and good for her. That's she wanted to speak up and now there is a ton. So now we have this controversy, but, um, what do you think about that? The fact that you know, here's the other interesting twist that Jaden, uh, Will Smith, Will, Will and uh, mm. uh, Jada's son, I believe, came out and said, that's how we do it. What do you I mean, that was like, holy, what the fuck? Like he comes out in social media and says, this is how we do it. Yeah, um, I didn't see that. But uh, so. Yeah. So, oh, that's a beautiful comment. And it's a beautiful comment I like to think about. So so here's the thing you just kind of just gave a lead into what's probably really going on at home. Cause what you said earlier, you said maybe there was a discussion in the car or whatever, maybe very possibly, you know, so, so I'm, I'm going to back up real quick. So I come from, you know, like, so one of the things I remember my mom used to say, when we we're little, you know, like we're fighters, you know, we fight for what's ours, you know, like, you know, where it's me and you we're fighters. And so I associated fighter as a strength. And I saw that as something that was very good. Okay. So listen to Will Smith's story, right? He's a fighter, right? He even took the Muhammad Ali role. And I'm yeah. sure, so he's a fighter by nature. So when you assume that as a strength versus a trauma response, you're going to use that indefinitely till the day you die and think that's why you got where you got. So for years, I was like, um, 
I'm, I'm a good basketball player. I'm a fighter. I got a scholarship. So I'm a fighter. I met the girls. I'm a fighter. I'm this fighter guy. I'm a fighter guy. And you know what that was? It was me scared shitless of losing and me thinking, you know, my mom said the only reason we're getting, so I was against everyone. Everyone, someone's like, Hey Scott. And I'm like, what, what? And it's like, no, I was just seeing if you want to play hoops. I'm, I definitely want to play hoops. It's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? So I see that same thing that Will Smith has achieved everything he's achieved financially. And I feel like he feels like he's losing a lot of battles right now. So I bet you anything that he's showing that we're the Smiths. We fight. We fight for what's our. We fight. And so that's a response that's a handed down trauma response. And maybe, you know, I always do the thing where I stop the guest and I say, stop right here. Let's right. do that right now. Whoever's listening right now and has a strength that you believe is a trauma response. I mean, I'm sorry. You have a trauma response you believe is a strength. Sit and look at some of your strengths and ask yourself, is it really serving you today or was it an amazing thing to serve you in a moment that is no longer serving you today? Because I think that's exactly what happened. And in, in, listen, you know, you know, you understand the shit that happened to Will. Like, I think that was reactionary, bubbled up from the DNA because all our emotions are surfacing. And I, I don't doubt the exact conversation. Should I wear the wig? Should I wear this? Should I wear this? Oh my God, Will. And he, he's like, you look beautiful. And he's just like, just shut the fuck up and let's go. And then he's like, no, no, Chris, are you fucking kidding me? I mean, that sounds very plausible and I don't like making right. up stories and narratives, but, and then the son defending, it makes a lot of sense. And, and here's the thing. Nobody's wrong here. That sounds like every household in America right now, we're going through something. Mm-hmm. What can we do to change the micro in our individual homes from the macro from that event? Like that's, that's what we need to be asking ourselves. No one's a bad guy. No one's black, white, green, or yellow, fucking wood or whatever. Like, it doesn't matter what color they wear. Like, the shit's going on everywhere. Yeah. What do we do to fix that? And for those of us who have isms, bigotry, you know, prejudice, racism, bigotry, stop the bullshit that this is the black thing or see, I told you so. Do the opposite. Holy shit. All people are human and make mistakes. Yeah. Try that on for size. Mm-hmm. So what do you think is the answer? When we, when you, when you dissect it, I, I have an idea in my mind, but what do you think is the answer? What can we do? What can we do to, to, to start the healing process for everybody? I'll give a two second answer, which I just started to frame and then I'll pass it to you. Um, take a deep look at your strengths. You know, I say all the time, I still say like, I'm a, I'm a fighter. I'm, I'm, I'm critical thinker. I'm quick witted. All those things really were defense mechanisms so that I didn't look weak back in the day and fuck they serve me well but are they now making me sit in my ego or are they allowing me to get in my heart and they're great for problem solving skills but some some big problems are solved by the universe not by here so i would start looking closely in my heart and asking is this serving me still or is this an illusion that's not really a strength and what do you think chris well, that's a that's a good one. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back and read some of these comments. Um, uh, and yeah, Mary Kay said up here. She goes, uh, "One action is pause before responding. Absolutely, take a breath. I mean, that's that's the thing that bugs me. Is like, oh, man, no. with that joke, he could have went, he could went, gotcha, but, Chris. But, but you he, nailed he, it. But he looked at his wife. He, so you're a double emotional colleague. That's where that I, you're so right. But but to your point, he's like, huh. oh shit, like that's <laughs> like think about it. Like, like she must have if, said beforehand, if he makes a one joke at me, you better go it's kick possible. his possible. Chris, if me and you are sitting around with a bunch of guys and I'm like, oh, come on, bald guy or something that you're like, fuck you. 
we can go through that. Yeah. But if I said something about Barb, you go like, all right, asshole. Like it's a big different. It's like something next level happens. And so the patriarchy in our mind, I'm defender of the universe, dude, we're doing our best, you know? Yes. Yes. Uh, Mary case is also here. I think too many are hiding behind uh, authenticity to account for their bad behavior. Let's bring our best self. Absolutely. That's what I'm going to touch on here in a second. Um, uh, Robert says here, I know how that feels that old show. We were fully unfiltered. My mother and sister could not bear to watch more than a few moments. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, in Mary case is also here. Uh, good people do dumb things sometimes. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Um, and dumb people do good things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just want to flip that. Uh, let me see. Yeah. And, and Robert says here, when the depression is going down here, if I am okay enough to be in the moments, it is my hope that everyone is, everyone presents in fully themselves. True, true, true. Yeah. I think for me, um, is, uh, for me, I go back to, and I think about my own journey when I was more focused on my ego, like you were saying, Scott, and I appreciate you saying that when I was in my ego, more than I am now and thinking about, okay, I have to present myself in such a way. So if there is any thing that comes across my threshold that, that challenges that, then I must react. I must fight. It's either the fight or flight. And I must protect that ego that I built because it's safety and it's certainty and it's, it's comfort. And, and I know that it, that that's who I am for me. And, and I owe you, I owe this to you as well. And the people that I have in my life, for me, stepping into just being Chris and just being the no excuses coach and swearing and just and fucking rambling on and talking in circles sometimes, whatever, just owning who I am. I find that if somebody doesn't like it now, I'm not as impacted because it's not an egoic thing. It's like, I'm just being me. If you don't like me, it's cool. It's no big deal. Before I was like, why don't you like me? What do I have to do? Do I? And I would actually go on the defensive and try to make somebody like me when they didn't like me. And now I'm like, if you don't like me, it's no big deal. And I think a component of that is I have so much more self-love for myself before I was out there trying to please everybody else to be successful. And now I'm just trying to please myself in order to be a better human, live longer, be a better father to my son, be a better husband to my wife, be a better coach to everybody else. So I think that's the, that, that's the starting point. If you're not happy in your life with who you are and what you're doing, there's nobody that's going to come say, Hey, Chris, Hey, Scott, Hey, Will, Hey, Chris, anybody like what's going on. We have to recognize that for ourselves. If we're not happy, if we're in that state of emotional, you know, sensitivity where anything can set us off, then we should be looking at that and taking responsibility for doing the things that we need to do to stop tolerating the bullshit and be happy with ourselves. Because when you're happy with yourselves and you don't have to prove anything to anybody else, there's no reaction. There's only love. What do you think about that? Uh, I mean, you're right. And, and <laughs> we could do and that's crazy for me to say, <laughs> that's so crazy for me to say, you know, I'm like, where did that come it's from? It's so fun. Well, like, you know, even when we first met in person, it's fun because I, because you know, like I'm, I'm what I'm saying I am. I'm like tackling you, giving hugs, and Emilio comes in, he's acting even weirder than I am. And then we're grabbing roses and handing them out to people. Like, none of this is fake. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. all like so real. So, yeah. And so, and, and that, that goes back to the, even the definition of like love, you know, like what really is love. And I think, I think love is the, um, the word I'm looking for the balance point of all existence you know like I, I think we we seek all these things we want to be up here we want to be down there we want to react we want to involve and I think I think the funny thing is so think of a sine curve right think of a sine curve of existence we always want to go up here but then there's an equal opposite and I think what happens is we so quickly go past what's really the beauty and the beauty is this this line that goes across is love I think all that's existing right now is love just sit right now 
like, fuck, I'm so blessed to be able to sit here with you and have this experience while you're in California. I'm in Austin. This is really nice. You know, am I stressed today? Am I not feeling my best? Yeah, but this is really nice. We've got people that hopefully we're making an impact on who are giving awesome responses and, and connecting with us. Fuck, man, that's love. That's really, really nice. And, mm-hmm. and that's that's what I think we got to come back to is that um, homeostasis point is what I was saying, that right. balance point of I, I think we're seeking and we're running all over the map. And the minute we stop and just be, that's where we're at. And, you know, like, you know, Will's sitting there, why do you do this? And Chris is like, I got to come up with a good joke. And this person's like, I got to look good. And I've got to, I've got to, I've got to stop. Just be you. Stop. Fuck. It's so stupid, simple. Like, just be you. Show up. Like, I'll tell you one of my favorite times just hanging out with you. And this was just been you. Is we're just sitting and we're doing the, the the breakfast. You know, you go over to the 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 hotel and you're just having like breakfast. Or isn't that the funnest stuff? Yeah. Like have a coffee and look out at the water and do nothing. Just being you go. This is cool. We're having breakfast. Go ride crazy bicycles. The bicycles were fun as shit too. <laughs> yeah. But but anything Watching like you that. Fit into one. Yeah, it took me like what two and a half years to get out of that thing. I'm like my knees are cranking and back and. <laughs> Yeah. But to the point, I think love is a homeostasis point. I think love is something we're all seeking. I think love has been sitting inside of us and we're chasing when all we have to do is be and not do so much. And that's where I think they got caught up. I've got to do this. I got to react like this. Jade expects this. Chris said this, this said this. Deep breath and step. Let it go. Watch it fly away. Yeah. And, 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 and I want to say this too. I'm a hypocrite in saying that because I mess up as many as much as many of you guys, but awareness is step one of the enlightenment process. Like, so when you see me and go, but I bet you do this, you're right. I do. I mess up all the time. And and the beauty is awareness, action, and ultimately the enlightenment process. So some days I'm like, man, I'm Zen Buddha superstar. And the next day I'm like, yeah, you're full of shit. I find it for me that I could, like I've said it before on the show, like my challenge is that I can love all people and I can go out in public and be in a, in a crowd of people and love them and talk to them. I get behind the wheel and I want to throat punch people until they can't breathe. It's yeah, like this crazy too. juxtaposition. Like I get behind the wheel. I'm like, fuck you. What the fuck? Like, oh, hey, Jackson. You know, I do. Yeah, you I know what it is? Better, I do a much better job than my wife does. Everyone should put a sign of who you are in the window. Because don't forget, you, 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 you don't see them as humans for a moment. You're like evil demon driving on my left. What if it said mother of free lived on the street in Riverside, work as a waitress? You're like, oh, I'm sorry. Hi. Yeah. You know, <laughs> exactly. but when they're driving by, like, what are you, stupid bitch? What's wrong with you? You don't know how to drive? Was your first time on the highway? You know, meanwhile, it's like that could be your daughter. But I know, I know I'm not like the point is, you know exactly what I'm saying. I do the same yeah. thing. I get so mad for literally. You know what it is? Stupid. It's, it's, it's the same so thing. lame. It's the same thing that happens on the basketball court. I think we don't see it as real world in the real world. When we're looking eye to eye or connecting, we want to maintain our poise. The basketball court for grown adult men is we all walk in and we look at each other. We go, you know, what's going to happen right now, right? We're all going to act like assholes and we're going to push our limits and we're done. We're going to go, Hey, thanks for playing. I'm sure jujitsu is like that football. You go and you want to kill each other and you go, yeah, I'm sorry. I tried to kill you, but I actually think you're a cool dude later. Right. That's what driving's like. I think you you think I'll never see you again until you cut off your your third graders kindergarten, your you know, teacher, and then you pull in and you're like, 
oh shit, you're the one I gave the finger to. It, until it <laughs> I was becomes gonna tell real. a story about that. Dude, we have all done it. I've had a student, I'm pulling into class and they're like, oh, by the way, about a mile away, you cut me off and like looked at me like you were gonna kill me. I'm like, well, the good news is I'm not. I'm not gonna kill you and sorry about that. <laughs> Yep, I've had that happen. I've had when I've been dropping Jackson off at daycare. I've had it happen twice in the last couple of years <laughs> where I throttled somebody. You motherfucker. Da, 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 and they were going a different way. Then all of a sudden I saw their car pull into the daycare from a different direction. I'm like, oh, shit. And then I, I just like own it. I get out of the car. I'm like, hey, I'm like, I'm so sorry. I cut you off. I'm like, I'm sorry that I just read you the riot act. I said, I'm a bit, you know, uh, visceral when it comes to being. But so I, I apologize. I don't avoid it. Yeah. I'm just like, all right, this is awkward. Too. But, Chris, you know, they, they usually own it. They're like, oh, I'm so sorry I cut you yeah. off. And I'm like, oh, I'm just so sorry. I just showed you what an asshole I could be, you know? Yeah, we all fucked up. So, so you know, my brother. So, so picture my brother, like he's, he's very similar to us. He's not mad in the real world, but he is the worst when he drives. So he cuts off somebody like a mile and a half from my house. He's giving him the finger and then he cuts him back off. So I had a guy two years ago who disappeared out of nowhere. He's still, the house is there. Somebody comes to Mosul lawn. He was selling guns illegally. We found out because we have police in the in the doing all kinds of like gun sales. He literally lives across the street from me. I probably shouldn't be saying this because it'll somehow funnel back to me. My brother cut him off and no, they're going back and forth, drive all the way to my house. So my brother pulls in and the guy pulls in like a foot away from him. And my brother's like, walk it in. And uh -oh. the guy's like, asshole, what the fuck is wrong with you? And my brother's like, Yeah, well, sorry about that. And then I explained to my brother, I'm like, dude, that's the fucking guy. And he's like, oh, I'm going to stop this. I'm like, yeah, stop that. Because they're giving each other the finger of like a mile. Yeah. coming. If, if nothing else, drive by my neighborhood if he pulls in. Like, like they're both going in next to each other. And he pulls up literally like 20 feet from each other. I'm like, uh-oh, awkward. But that's the universe saying, you guys need to shut the hell up. Right. Stop it. Yeah. I think, well, actually, something that I did yesterday, very intentionally, you know, I'm about intentions. Yesterday, when I went to go take him to school, before I got behind the wheel, I was putting him in his car seat and everything. And I thought, what is my expectation when I get behind the wheel right now? And I've never done that with driving. I do that with a lot of other things. What's my what's my expectation for this interview? Like what's that. my expectation for this? What is what's my intentionality? What I wanted, you know, I always ask the guests right before we go live, what is it that you want to get across most to the to the viewers and the listeners tonight? And then I think about questions that can support that. It's totally raw and unscripted, it's totally unfiltered. So I sat there and I said, you know, what's my intention when I get behind the wheel? What am I expecting? And I stopped and I went, and just to this point we're talking about, I'm like, people are really fucked up right now. They're struggling. You have gas prices are high. Inflation's high. They're not making any more money. You know, they're struggling. They're, they're stressed out. They're probably going to their third job. Can I cut them some slack if they don't fucking use their turn signal? Yes. And I, and I, and literally I was fine. I was literally fine. People did stupid shit. And that just because I set that expectation, like Chris, people are struggling. People are, they're not, they're trying to get to their next thing. Can I have a little space and compassion for them? So just setting that intentionality for me not to be an asshole behind the wheel and have this expectation that everybody's going to fucking stay in their lane and, and, and go when the light to lights green. We've all done that where I mean, I just did it the other day. I was staring at my phone for a second and 99.9% .9 of the time, even if I look at the phone, I'm, I'm still looking at the light, but the other day I missed it and somebody had to honk and I was like, Oh God, sorry, sorry. I wanted to get out and like shake their hand and say, I'm sorry. I never do that. Um, but for me, I set the intention, but the other thing that really bugs me about all of this, and you and I have talked about this, and I think this is the deeper conversation that we all need to have. We got, we've been going for 43 minutes now, the kids, and you deal with the kids. What is this doing for the kid? I mean, I was hearing some disturbing reports about the foster care system. Um, I did another show with, with Pamela, the rainbows in real life, and we had somebody on there that's in the foster care, the, they're part of the foster care system in Idaho. 
And he was talking about that the caseworkers are burned out. They, the caseworkers are quitting. That foster parents, they have so many cases against foster parents, they can't even keep up. That they're putting kids into Airbnbs and hotels because there's just, there's nothing. There's nothing. And I know you've worked extensively with kids with Go Love Now. That for me is like this, the, the whole thing is for kids. Like I'm like fucking sick of coaching adults. I'm like, what can we do collectively to get our shit together and say, Hey, we got to pass this world off to our, to the Jacksons and to the Kayla's and to, to the beautiful people in the world. How can we do that? I mean, I literally get fucking goosebumps. I'm like, we got to do that. We all got to fucking get our shit together and help our kids. I love the question. And, and my answer is not the answer that you, you, well, it might be the answer you think, but it's not the answer that I thought. Um, you know, I told you when I first started doing Go Love Now, I was like, how many kids can I get in front of? Because because I know my skill set and I know how I can, in a moment, change a kid's perspective. But it's not sticky. For right. 45 minutes or an hour, I could sit with you for 45 minutes or an hour. Like, you know, what's funny. I started doing this in my class the other day. I don't motivational speak my students. You never really, really even see me do it. You you see me speaking with some emphasis but I, I'm, I become hypnotic when I motivational speak. I start saying, why are we sitting here? What do you want? Where are we at? And so you start doing it. All of a sudden, you're kind of going, I'm high. I'm fucking, <laughs> you know, because because I come with so much heat and so much passion and so much belief that what happens is I get the kids so ready to shift. And then I walk away and the teachers have their trauma and they can't continue True. the energy. So to your point with the the, the um. Uh, the kids who are trying to go to foster homes, they don't need one more abandonment. So when I come in and I both deliver and then I abandon, it's a more abandonment. That same thing has been happening to these kids. You know, mom's on drugs, dad's this, and they're in a foster home. Those levels of abandonment are creating the chaos in the mind that's going to really make them unhealthy. So here's the answer. The answer is we need to find those traumatized adults in mass and empower, not teach or train, because we're not here to teach or train, empower them to heal and do the work. And anybody who's ever done any of this stuff gets this. Empower them to do the work in mass so that they can be there and support, whether they're a teacher, a parent, an aunt, a friend, to model what it looks like to be a healed adult. And, and Chris, I mean, fuck, dude, you've been... That's some, a big fucking ask. It's a big fucking ask, but, but here's the thing. We chase the kids down. Like, everyone's like, I want to foster a kid, or I want to do this, or I want to do this. It's, it's, it's band-aiding. It's, it's this bleeding on your hand while somebody's stabbing you in the arm, you know? So you're covering the band-aid, and then the bleeding out the arm. By the time I get to the band-aid in the arm, somebody's stabbing me in the forehead, and then in the leg. So I'm just chasing fucking bleeding. And what we have to do is we have to go to the adults and say... How many people can you touch through your healing? Yeah. And we talk about getting in that player mode, getting out of that savior and victim space. Once you get in that player mode, you can heal a lot by example alone. And too few of us are leading by example. And, and those who are, are massively hypocritical oftentimes and not being honest. Like I'll say a million times, hey, I'm really good at this most times. And many times I'll fuck up. And when I do, I'll say, there I go. Human. Mm -hmm. I'm being human today. Being yeah. today's a big time human day because I blew it. Yeah. So so yeah, it's 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 actually going after the adults to be the, the model citizens to help the kids. Cause when you try to help the kids, it's just it's the bleeding continues. And and I'm not saying don't help the kids because band-aid, while we help the adults, collectively we have to help the adults, and that's gonna serve the kids more.
Right. And, and I don't like that, but that's the reality I found. If you get 20 teachers in the school to comprehend a message versus 2000 kids in the school, they will be able to support that learning process versus 2000 kids are like, okay, back to the normal bullshit. Right. Now life sucks again. And I don't want to keep giving a kid a drug. I want to give a kid a solution. Yeah. And we, as adults have experienced that we call it shelf help. We go to, a, I've been to so many, you know, speaker, uh, motivational events. You go for a three day event, you get raw, rod up, you go home and you, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you what go, the hell did they say like, you go, you <laughs> yeah. go back to, you go back to normal and you're like, yeah. So there's gotta be some, some super consistency in it. But for me, my next question is thinking about this. I mean, like there's so many people out there trying to do good and, and trying to raise the elevation of people, but there's so many people that are, that are so obstinate. Like, it's not me. It's not me. You know, it's everybody else. It's the man. It's the fucking president. It's this, it's that, yes. it's fucking this and, that, and all this Ugh. other shit. Do we need a real fucking crash? Do we really need to, do we collectively need to hit bottom for a reset for us to really recognize what's important. So I think the people of the Ukraine, like I can, I, and it just it still breaks my heart to this day, thinking about what they're going through. And the fact that we're all over here going, ah, you know, I got my gas is high. It's like they fucking left their homes and have no idea they're going to ever see it again. The lessons that these people are learning about what's most important. I can't imagine that they're ever going to forget. And, and it sucks to get to that point to have to like go to devastation. But sometimes in my brain, I'm like already trying to set my, expectation that that needs to happen in a way for us to collectively renew like 9-11 i think about 9-11 you know we we're all whatever over the place but after 9-11 everybody was fucking loving each other and flags were going everywhere and i was just like oh my god this is what it means to be an american this is what it means to be in the united states like yes you know holding the door open for everybody it took that for us to unite for six months but then it kind of went back into its own thing what are your thoughts on that two things i want to back up on one thing you said that was beautiful and i just want to highlight it because you we used to get into another question when you said intentionality with driving, do that with fucking everything. Because I, I'm sitting here thinking of all the parts of my life that I'm fantastic at. And what I do is I tend to mask and go, well, I'm good when I'm teaching, well, I'm good when I'm coaching, well, I'm good with this. Yeah, but you suck at those two parts and you're just pretending you're good across the board. And those are your, your, your spaces where you're bad at. So make everything intentional. I'm gonna bring my best A game, first of all. Yeah. The second piece, um, so you were talking, I had a good answer to that part. What was the question again? So you were saying about the collective, if we as a collective need to crash together to yes. heal together. So I, I don't want to definitively say crash in all pieces because I think systems need to crash without a question. I think the uh, education system needs to fall out. I think the healthcare needs to be claimed yeah. to be a failure. I think the government as is needs to be like fail more like so that we're all so sick of both sides that we're like i'm just vomiting everywhere so yeah. we i can't even align to one side because because the fact that anybody is full speed behind anybody <laughs> makes me embarrassed to be a human sometime i mean listen yeah. I, I you know i'm very anti-trump and i don't care saying that we don't even bring that up here but i don't give a shit uh anybody who does the things that he does i it was disgusting but am i sitting here like when somebody hears and goes Oh, would you love Biden? I never spoke that. Like, mm -hmm. like here's the deal. Are there things that are being done that make sense? Here's the deal. How the fuck are we invi inviting these old white men with all kinds of clout to continually be our, our leaders? Like, it's messed up. Yeah. So here's what I think. Do we need to fully crash? I will say this. A 9-11 was way too short-lived for the camaraderie that was built around it. I go to Cambodia. Right. And I look at the results of Pol Pot killing these people in the killing fields. And I go to Sri Lanka and there was all kinds of war. And, and I go to Vietnam and I see the rebuild. 
And I feel like it's sustainable. So when I see the collective and the people, I see the energy, even though they're not wealthy or whatever, they're going, hey, we're happy to have a meal. Hey, you're from America. Sit down and talk with us. And it's just beautiful. And I don't feel like it's momentary. I feel like it's a shift in the DNA. Right. That didn't happen in 9-11 in because our systems are fucked up. I think they shattered everything so in full. Like, I'm going to give an example. If you're working through a, an issue, let's say that I've got some anger in my life about certain things. One of the things I want everybody to comprehend is I don't release the anger to 60% or 80% or even 95% because like, like anything else, that 5% is a seed and will grow. So let's say that I'm really upset because you're mean to me, Chris, and I yell a little bit. I go, rrr, rrr. Like, I am Groot. I am I Groot. Am <laughs> so if I'm at that space and I don't release it all, that void that I've created is going to refill with whatever I just got rid of. And I think the same thing happened with 9-11 is I think we almost felt it. We felt it. We said, we're together. Got a taste. But the, the, the racism came back. The sexism leaned back in. The, oh, fuck that side of the aisle. Oh, you believe that guy? And it leaned back in where you need to hit a full rock bottom, or I don't want to say that. In the past, we've needed to do that. We're bigger than that. I, yeah. I think that we can do it. I do think certain systems need to crash, and we collectively need to get on the board, like educational system. Mm -hmm. If that crashes or you know any of these systems break down and we start healing them together, I think in that healing that we can come together. But we're not there yet. And... Don't forget, I mean, we can see from outside sources, there's powers that be that certainly do not want us to align. Yeah. And it doesn't matter the conspiracy theory of why we think it's this group or that group. Here's the simple reality. If you and I can sit in the same world together and say, you suck and I don't, that's not good. Right. And so at some point, how can I like you? Or how can I see me and you? Or how can you see me and how can we figure this out? That's going to happen. And I see system breakdown as the important step one and full breakdown. I'm not certain. I'd like to see it with just some certain systems, not full breakdown. Mm, okay. I got you. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I mean, to your point, the educational system is just horrific. The fact of what it is that we're taught versus what it is that we really need to learn, like emotional intelligence. God, if they just introduce that into, into school programs, even just, I mean, the fact that teachers of having to teach that, that alone would make them walk through their own process to go, wow, okay, there's some incongruencies there. Let's start teaching this. And I know that there's a lot of brilliant people out there who are trying to do that and to get into the school systems like yourself and Serena and, and so many other people are trying to really get into the school systems to make this change. But the thing for me that I go back to is what we talked about before, the ego. And then below the ego is the greed. Like mm -hmm. how many fucking houses do you need? How many bedrooms do you need? How many cars do you need? Yeah. I used to be kind of like that. But now in the grand scheme of things, when I see that, I see like, okay, you are obviously a hurt person. I just think you're a hurt person when you need all that shit. Mm -hmm. You know what it's, it, it, it's, I, 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 I say that with a grain of salt sometimes because I know that a lot of people give a lot of good, but at the same time, it's like, you need a house with 24 bathrooms. When there's people like, you know, that just lost their job because of this or because of COVID and they're on the streets and the homeless population is growing exponentially every single day. And yet all these people have this influence. You know, they, they I saw a report not too long ago that said if Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, um, uh, Virgin Records, like uh, uh, Mark Cuban, if like five of these dudes got together, like five of these dudes, just five, 
they could fucking change so much stuff. And it just bugs the shit out of me that we don't see that happening. So that's why I think about, okay, does it have to go to a point of a crash? Um, but at the same time, you know, you and I do the show, you know, we, we go out there and you do, we, we do the things that we can do in our communities and our world to make this world a better place. And that's one of the reasons why we do the show is so that you guys out there in viewer land and listener land, you guys take a little bit of this and do that in your own neighborhoods, do this in your own communities. Yeah. I'm a full on hypocrite. I sit there and think about, I love all these people and I have all these connections all over the world, but yeah, I do not know why well, I know one neighbor, um, but I don't know my neighbors. So for me, I've had this thought in my mind. I've mentioned it here on the show and a few times, like really for me to affect change, I should get the fuck out of my house, go introduce myself to my neighbors, let them know what I do. And maybe we have a, a, a neighborhood party and we talk. Okay. I'm going to stop you right there. Do it. I don't know. No, but maybe no, because, because yeah. you know, it's funny. Cause you know how I disappear for a while. Cause I'm doing that shit. Go fucking do that because mm -hmm. I guarantee you that you're going to align to a few, you know, as well as I do. We're all sitting at 93.7 on our frequency, and it's the distorted station that we're all listening to, but we think it's clear because we've been listening to it so long, and we switch to 94.7, and all of a sudden, there's full clarity. When you're at full clarity, you start to hear, call from here, call from here. The second you go do that, something's going to come from it. You're going to be like, Scott, you won't fucking believe it. You don't believe what my neighbor does, and I'm going right. to say, whatever you're about to tell me, I totally believe it, and so go do it, Like, and I'm with you. Like. Kim forces me to go to these fucking HOA meetings at our lake house. And I'm like, I don't want to go. But when I go, you meet some nice person. And they're like, that was nice. But I don't want to fucking go to an HOA meeting. I'm just afraid to find stupid people I want to punch. That's why I that's know. And I'm going to walk and I'll knock on somebody's door and say, hey, I'm here trying to make the neighborhood better. Get the fuck out of your asshole. I know. And I'll be like walking by his car going, oh, he doesn't have a gas cap. Hmm. I know. You know, I I'm, know. Still, I'm still Chris. I'm still street Chris. I'm, but at I'm, the same I'm, time, you're right. You can meet the I'm right so person. And you can have, if even if you impact one person, like our small, you know, neighborhood, if you will, there's probably, I don't know, a hundred houses, like in our just little, little segment, you know, you don't know who you're going to meet. And then even on the next door app, all of us have next door, you know, I've been, I went on there a couple of times and posted some stuff recently. We could all go on next door and say, Hey, what can we do as a collective? What can we do for after school programs? What can we do for our kids? How can we unite? How can we have a, you know, a day in the park, you know, or, or something, um, to kind of expand even just in our local areas. And that's for me, like I'm trying to make this worldwide, you know, I want to impact a billion people, but at the same time, I need to be like focusing on my community and making it better. And even to the point of me being like, I don't want to deal with the fucking school board. I've had these thoughts lately and it bugs me like, Chris, maybe you should run for the school board. Maybe if, that, you, if you want, if you like get the fuck on there and be that loud fucker that goes, uh, uh, you and your red pen, shut the fuck up. You know, yeah. and like, really, what are we going to do for the kids? Like be that mouth. Like I'm sitting here bitching about it, but I'm not necessarily doing anything about it. I, I love it. I, everything you're saying, I love. And you know, what's funny. Um, so, you know, when I started my speaking career, this is exactly what happened. I'm like, I'm teaching, I'm, I'm coaching a little bit. And I'm like, but speaking will allow thousands and thousands of people to come in front of me. But there are thousands of people at 45 minutes of pop, you know, or an hour of pop, or at most, if it's a training, two hours of pop, how much can you really shift in them in that point? Like to my to to the original point, a thousand people in a room for 45 minutes. It's probably not life changing. Somebody's gonna go, I love what that guy said. And they go, What do you say again? The thing about like love yourself more. That's all they fucking got. <laughs> right. What was his name again? I don't know, but he was funny. I'm just saying that. I don't even know if they think it's funny. But to the point is so 25 people out of a thousand walk around and go love yourself more. That's nice. But 
if you're on that school board and you're integrating change and those people, it can be so much more exponential and deep. And those people might all be the speakers and those people, the CEOs, but our limited understanding of, you know, this Chris, do the fucking why take care of your mission. The universe will take care of the how. If you feel guided to jump on the school board or do things that you think are littler, almost guaranteed if you feel guided, they're going to be bigger than you ever thought possible. I, I bet, you know, 72, uh, like 100 kids right now I'm teaching. 100 students. Let's just play math like two seconds. I'm, I've got four-month courtship with these kids. Imagine being with me for four months and I never shut up. Do you know what the fuck they're learning? I'm right. challenging. I'm pushing. I'm pulling. I'm pulling. I'm pushing. If they do that to five other people each, that's 500. And if they do that to one other, like we can do this. This can get in a thousand so quick. Yep. Not a 45-minute message, but a full embodiment of a lesson. Mm -hmm. So even though numbers we, we want to chase – Sometimes it's that quality and it will exponentially grow. And dude, I, I mean, I, I hear you and I'm doing what you're saying with touching the people, but my brain still wants to run from stage to stage, but it's, it's the touches. It's right. the simple touches. Mm -hmm. The connection, the true connection. The damn neighbor, go have a beer with your neighbor. A guy's going to change your life. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Mary Kay says here's something super interesting. <laughs> maternity care can include this type of information, like starting like at the start. Like, mm. That's such a beautiful point, Mary Kay. In the, in the womb, talk to the kids in the womb and feel the love on board. Amen. Mm -hmm. She also says here, she goes, uh, Warren Cypress, 1974. My mom lost her entire inheritance from her dad due to the invasion. She'd never gotten over that. Yeah, I mean, you got to heal. You got to heal. It's uh, it's pretty crazy. Um, but uh, man, it's been an amazing conversation. We've been going for an hour. Thank you guys for being here with us and, and the special broadcast. Unfortunately, Dr. Laura Cobb was not able to make the broadcast, so we'll probably have her back on another time. Hopefully she's okay. But what a powerful conversation tonight, Scott. So thank you for joining me and thank you for having this conversation, meaning the, the vulnerable conversation. You know, ladies and gentlemen, you guys can go out there in your world, in your family, your unit. If you're doing shit that doesn't make you happy, if you're frustrated, start asking yourself, why is it that I'm continuing to do it? Is it something that I have to do? Or is it something that I want to do? Is it something that I get to do? You guys can out there be the vehicle of change and start having these conversations in your communities, having them in, within your, your households and start taking a look within yourself. Are you more egoic than you are centered in love? You know, start to do that work on yourself because I can say for me personally, I'm so thankful that I'm the person I am now and I'm not the person I was four years ago because otherwise I'd be going fucking crazy. So when you step into that and you're just owning who you are and you're accepting of the fact that life is going to throw you obstacles, but yet you don't have to take it personal, that's a great place to be. And that's not perfect. I mean, I still have my moments definitely, but the place where I'm at now versus where I was at three or four years ago is immensely better. And I'm so much more calm. I'm so much more loving. You know, I'm saying spiritual stuff like this that people are like loving. And I'm like, I can't believe I just fucking said that. I, don't, I have no idea where I came from. But at the same time, I've always been open to grow. And that's what we can do together. We can grow. So for you guys being here and showing up to the Unfiltered Experience, we appreciate you guys so much. So go to the, the unfilteredexperience.com. Check us out. Join our Facebook group that I cannot access right now. But we love you guys. We're going to be back here again next week, probably with another solo show because I'll be out camping. Um, but man, I love talking to you, brother. I love seeing your growth and my growth and, and our continued friendship and relationship here impacting the world. So I appreciate you, brother. And, uh, any final thoughts before we, uh, end the show and, and drink behind the camera? I love everybody here and I thank them for coming. And I think it's just a beautiful world that we can continue to impact. And I want to talk to Mary Kay, which we haven't done about 
Cyprus because it's one of my favorite islands. Um, I'm a big fan and I want to hear about your family if you guys are from there. Um, I skied on Mount Olympus and I love Cyprus. It's a beautiful country, um, except for the fact that you drive on the left side of the road like England. That was really interesting and I didn't die though, so that's good. <laughs> that's all I want to add. That's it. But it's a beautiful place and, and I'm sorry that you had lost there and I know there's been war, but to that point, Cyprus, you know, Sri Lanka, you know, Vietnam, Cambodia, turmoil leads to something beautiful on the other side if we can receive those lessons and move forward. Ooh, that's a great parting comment, brother. I appreciate you. I love you. You guys go out there and be phenomenal. Have an awesome weekend. We're the Unfiltered Experience. I'm Christopher Roush, and that is... Scott Goyette. We love Roush. you guys. Go out there and be fantastic. Love appreciate you guys. You guys. Share this shit up. out. Yeah, do that. Do that. Do that.